Hello, everybody. I'm Clay Brace, and this is The Watchman. We are sounding the alarm for the peril, the uncertainty that lie ahead. Our commitment is for the objected truth. As The Watchman, we will call out whenever we see those that live in the fifth dimension attempt to put feelings and emotions in front of facts and truth. We will call out the real motives of those living in the land of unlimited imagination, and we'll do that by expounding on the underreported facts. Today, we're going to be getting to those facts with Annette Baker. Annette Baker is an environmental science expert, homeschool teacher, and now <laughs> candidate for the, for the Pennsylvania Senatorial 11th District against Judy Swank, who votes with Marxist Governor Wolf every chance she gets. Annette, welcome back to The Watchman. <laughs> Thank you very much. Glad to be back again. It's glad to have great to have you back. And uh, now you'll uh, if you get elected, you won't be uh, working along. I mean, you won't be voting along with this Marxist every chance you get, right? No, I can I can guarantee you that I will be voting uh, toward our keeping our constitutional freedoms and uh, making sure that they are limited in the scope that they uh, try to take them away. That's right. That's right. I want to talk a little bit about Bradley Manning, aka Chelsea Manning. He was put in jail for refusing to testify before a grand jury. Now, remember what happened with him? He leaked a bunch of stuff out to WikiLeaks, and he put it all out there, and a, 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 a treasure trove, if you will, of information was leaked over. They put him in jail. Then Barack Hussein Obama, I guess, let him out. And uh, But he was put in jail for about a year uh, because he wouldn't talk to a grand jury. So here he, he, got, he got out of jail. Because uh, Barack Hussein Obama let him out. And then, uh, I don't know, was that a presidential pardon? Did he give him a pardon, Annette? Um, I don't believe, no, I don't believe there was a pardon because my understanding was, um, actually, yes, yes, he was. He was, he he, she was given a um, um, pardon by by President Barack Obama. Okay, so he did get pardoned. Uh, yes, there was a the sentence was commuted. So yes, there was a pardon by President Obama. Um, originally, uh, Chelsea Manning was supposed to spend 35 years in jail, and um, that sentence was set aside. Well, he leaked out a lot of information, confidential information of WikiLeaks, and he was again he was put in jail several years before Obama pardoned him. So, but he had. He even had a failed run for Congress. I remember he ran for Congress. He said, we got this. That's what he said. Well, he was called to testify before a grand jury refused to testify, so he was cast back into jail, and he has since attempted suicide, and now they're letting him out of jail. Am I seeing that right, Annette? Yes. Yep. And and that is basically um, – her position is that uh, – that uh, grand juries are don't have the authority to um, force anyone to testify, and therefore she can just ignore um, the subpoena to testify, and that's why she ended up in jail the first time was because of not wanting to testify um, when when she'd been subpoenaed uh, to testify. Well, what's really what's really I'm sorry, you, you said she. It's a he. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
It is. It is a little confusing um, to keep it all straight. Yeah, Bradley is a he. Now it's a confused he. Okay, he believes. I think he's gender number thirty-five in uh, Facebook's gender list of different genders he can pick from. But it is a he. But you know what's really amazing is that you know the. Let's get a little bit into the, the fighting force. What's interesting is back when we were kids, back when I was a kid, but even back in. When you were a teenager, okay, back in the uh, when you were, you, you were all looking at how the media, how how it was to get into the military, and the military had certain standards. They had standards for their fighting force. Used to be you had to you had to be a certain size and weight and height, but you also had to meet physical requirements to get there. They also had to be mental requirements, mental standards, if you will, to get there. You had to have, be mentally fit to be able to fight effectively. And to maintain a mental construct, a mental mindset, if you will, during a battle, so you could be stronger than your enemy and beat your enemy. You have to overpower your enemy, not just mentally, but physically. But I should say not, but not just physically, but mentally. And if you're mentally weak because you're figuring out what gender you're in, that's not going to help the military readiness. I mean, so for years, we would not let homosexuals in the military. And but Barack Hussein Obama changed all that, didn't he? And that he not only allowed homosexuals, but he allowed transgenders in the military, which made the LGBTQ personnel very, very happy. But it also weakened the fighting force because you had people that had mindsets that were slightly uh, at risk of being. Uh, well, I mean, of, of being swayed, if you will, because of the unsettledness in their heads and so forth. I mean, let's face it, if they can't figure out. What identity? If you can't identify with the way God created you, and you're you're, you're denying yourself that identity, well, then you, there's there's a lot of uncertainty and everything else about you. So it's not hard to get a person like this to commit to releasing classified information, confidential information. It isn't hard. I mean, Annette, what's your thoughts on the fighting force, and and why do you think why do you think Barack Hussein Obama and the Democrats allowed the fighting force to get to to a, begin to allow people, uh, transgenders as well as homosexuals, into the military. Why do you think he did that? Was it because he thinks it strengthens the fighting force, or what other reason do you think it was? Why do you think he did it? My personal um, belief is that it was it was a social experiment. It was basically the idea that. Um, in in their minds, and I, their meaning, you know, President Obama and and those that feel the same way. Um, Joe, Joe Biden would want him in the. Joe Biden would would be in that group, I'm sure, um, if he can find a cogent thought um, <laughs> these days. I, I honestly, I, I do, I do feel bad um, for him, so I, I don't tend not to joke about that because, um, you know, I feel that there's definitely something medically going on there and he needs to get the help that he needs for that. Um, because it's, it's actually disconcerting to see, um, you know, the, the confusion that he's dealing with. Um, but as far as the military goes with, with the don't ask, don't tell being taken away and people being allowed to be openly out and, and gay, um, you know, the, the, the sad thing is that people complain about the military budget, and yet they don't realize that $83,000, I think, was one of the figures that I heard 
at one point, it costs $83,000 for someone to go through the transition. Um, and that's the cost that the military has to cover for that medical procedures or group of procedures. Um, then you're talking about hormone medications. And honestly, if someone is, is fighting in a war um, and they need those medications, you know, they need those hormones um, because they have transitioned, that is a huge problem to be able to get those things to them. And they can have serious side effects and ramifications of not taking that medication right. on, on a time in a timely manner. So um, I don't think that, I think it was, was more for um, the social engineering of the idea of let's broaden society and make this mainstream. And if we can broaden society's perceptions and make that more mainstream, then you know, that's that's what the goal is and was. Uh, it's, it's much like Drag Queen Story Hour. It's not about, you know, someone who is transgender going in and reading a book to a child. It's about conditioning those kids to see this as normal, as everyday occurrence, that it's not something that is um, out of the ordinary. It's something to be expected. And when you change a perception like that, um, you know, Saul Alinsky talked about that. He talked about going after the kids, introducing things like that in the schools, in the churches, um, and making it part of everyday society so it becomes accepted and expected as opposed to being something that is not traditionally a mainstream idea. Well, I, I, I agree with you, and that's well put. You certainly did that with a punch in that. I think that's well put. I think the reason they did it was even maybe a little bit more nefarious than that. Obviously, their goal was not to strengthen the fighting force. And there's no way mm -hmm. that they could justify that. But there was nobody that was willing to stand up and say, you're not strengthening the fighting force. You're weakening it. Nobody was willing to stand there and say that because everyone was afraid politically of their own futures. So they allowed the fighting force of this country to be weakened with a bunch of people that quite frankly um, are not as mentally stable. I mean, let's again, getting back to what I'm saying, when you believe that you can transition from one gender to another, one sex to another, from male to female, or from female to male, when you believe you can, when you can transition, you're denying science. And people that, that deny science to that level, I mean, you just, there's a lot of other things in their, in their psyche, if you will, that'll cause them to be weaker and not be able to withstand the in, in, intense, enormous pressure and stress that they're under if they're in a battle situation. And that's really what it boils down to to me is, but they did it, I think, because they wanted to create, see, they understood one thing and they got this more from the nineties. They realized all the people that fought in desert storm in the first battle, the first war we had with Iraq back in the early nineties, and all those veterans that came out, they ran for office. The Democrats realized that the Republicans had seized that opportunity with the military and that they were getting veterans to run for office. And because people like to elect a veteran, they, uh, they said, well, we have to get veterans in there. Well, how do we do that? Well, we have to get, we have to change the way the standards are in the military. So. So Bill Clinton decided to allow homosexuals in the military, and then Barack Hussein Obama decided, well, you know, uh, I guess 13, 14 years later, to allow uh, to allow transgenders. 
or people claiming to be transitioning from male to female or from female to male. And in doing this, they, they open the door to have people running for office down the road after serving one tour and saying, I am a former vet. I ran for, you know, I served this country. And having that, the nobility and the cloak, if you will, if you will, the cover, if you will, of, of uh, the, the, the characteristic of being a person that served in the military. They think that's a winning characteristic. And I think it's helped them in, with some of their races. We know some of the people that have won these races in the Democrat Party that are former veterans. And so there's mm-hmm. one, there's a, senator out, there's a senator out there in, in, in Arizona who she just ran, and she's another leftist. And uh, they get these people in the militaries because they change the standards. They change the standards, the physical standards. So now, I mean, it used to be back in the 80s, a woman would be able to serve in combat if they could meet certain physical standards. Well, women couldn't meet the standards, so what did they do? They lowered the standards or eliminated standards. I mean, they changed everything so that we could, again, weaken the fighting force to allow, they wanted to make it an equal opportunity employer in that. Am I right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, you know, if you if you want to talk about a high-profile former veteran, Pete Buttigieg yeah. is probably one of the, the highest profile right now, or was, when he was running. Well, I guess he'll be back because he just signed a lucrative deal with MSNBC. Um Supposedly, I guess he's going to be doing a show, maybe even taking over Chris Matthews' spot, um, which kind of makes sense as to why he might have dropped out of the presidential race, because it pays a lot better, which is kind of something to think about. It's kind of crazy, actually, to think about the fact that, you know, we pay our media people way, way more money than we pay our president, um, who right now... You know, Donald Trump is doing it for free because he donates his salary to uh, worthy causes that he feels needs the money. Um, but that's true. You know, there there was a way to, um, you know, inject interject uh, again. You know, the I think you're right. The social programming part, the you know, weakening the the fighting force. Maybe that was indeed part of it. Um, you know, in some cases. You know, the the biggest questions of, you know, troop readiness, um, that is definitely a question that a lot of people have raised, even with women, women in combat. Um, you know, are women able to handle the same kind of um, environments that men are um, in, in combat situations? And, you know, physically, most women are not able to um, perform at the same level as men who are physically in very good shape, um, just because bone structure and muscle structure, and there's a lot of physiological reasons. Um, it doesn't mean they can't do, you know, every job, but there are certain, you know, areas that make it very difficult for women to keep up with men. And it's not about any kind of sexism. It's about the idea of, um, you know, there's just physiological differences. Exactly. There, you know, it's like a, a lot of men, they could never give birth to a baby. They have simulators and a lot of the men cry uncle and they're not even anywhere close to having <laughs> the point where they have to give birth. But, uh, you know, and, and that's just the simulators. I never heard of that. Oh my goodness. Oh yeah. There's oh videos on yeah, there's videos where they can actually hook up electrodes and simulate what it feels like 
uh, for oh. childbirth. And I've seen men actually do it, and they are screaming like little girls um, yeah, because well, of the, the pain. So, Well, I, I can tell you, when I, I know that I, I, I don't have the same tolerance my wife has. When I get sick, I get very whiny. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, of course, my, my my wife handles it a little bit better than I do. And she always reminds me every time I get sick, I get moody and whiny. But, uh, you know, I agree with you. <laughs> I, I think it's uh, – I agree with you. I think it's an amazing thing. But it really is an attempt. I think it's – again, I, I had somebody uh, – I was on a school board, and it was I was asked a question in Bordertown at the time. I was asked a question uh, – you know, where where do you think this, this because we had the transgender, the mixing of the bathroom question in Bordertown. That was the, mm-hmm. that was the big fight that I had in Bordertown. But I remember one of the board directors said, where is this coming from? Where Where is this type of thing coming from? I said, from the pit of hell. I mean, who else? I mean, where else could that kind of deceit come? I mean, that has to come from the devil where you're actually confusing God's creation and the thinking that you're, you're you really you're another gender or something that you're not what god created you to be but anyway i want to talk a little bit i want to shift gears in the remaining minutes we have here the florida the florida candidate for governor the guy that just he got 49 percent of the vote andrew gillum see this is what the democrats were putting out in every election guys like andrew gillum and that's why they went the route of trying to find veterans <laughs> because andrew gillum uh you know he was uh I guess he just disclosed that he's entering a rehab facility because he said he had fallen into depression and alcohol use after losing his bid for the state's governorship. Well, it was interesting because he was named in a South Florida police report a few days ago where it was said that he was inebriated and initially unresponsive. He was in a hotel room along with a male companion where authorities found baggies of suspected crystal methamphetamine. Okay. Now, uh, this goes back to uh, Marion Barry of Washington, D.C. I mean, this is a guy that was seen smoking crack on TV, and yet they, uh, Washington, D.C. decided to vote him in as, as mayor after that. But anyway, that wouldn't happen in Florida. I think Gillum's chances of doing anything politically from this point on are over in Florida. But he was a former Tallahassee mayor. He ran for governor in 2018, and he, you know, Miami Beach police report that he, uh, you know, he was allowed to leave the hotel for home after he was checked out medically. But I mean, what are your thoughts on this and that? I mean, I mean, he's found in this hotel room with methamphetamine, baggies of methamphetamine, and everything else. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, you know, my, my heart goes out to his family and, and to his kids. I mean, this is not, um, I'm sure this is not where he wanted to be, um, in terms of, you know, having this happen with the media and his, you know, it's a mess. It's a nightmare. He has three very young children. Um, and, and, you know, I feel bad for him. I mean, he was found drunk and, um, you know, it, it was definitely not, um, a good scene for him to be in. Um, he obviously has some explaining to do. If I was his wife, I'd be wanting some answers as to what's going on. Um, you know, and, and the fact that he's getting treatment, I think that's a great thing. You know, I'm hoping that that will help him. Um, you know, it's, it's, uh, amazing actually that 
he was allowed to leave the scene um, and go home. Um, you know, again, it's that two-tiered justice system. I would say um, what, the rest of us. That's what I wanted to say. What, what do you think? Do you think that's a two-tiered system? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. If it was any any of us I, and somebody that we were with OD'd, uh, we wouldn't be allowed to go home from the scene, uh, especially if we were, you know, vomiting and, and uh, obviously very drunk. Um, there would be a whole lot more questions asked of us. And, you know, we, we might even end up at the hospital or, you know, at the uh, police station wanting to know what's going on because how did they know that wasn't his drug? Just because he said so? A lot of people will say a lot of things when they get caught in a situation like that. Um, and, you know, for them to, you know, obviously he wasn't going to be going anywhere. I think that was probably their thinking. But, again, it's it's something where I don't uh, I don't believe that, you know, Joe Q. Public, somebody else that was in that situation would be allowed to just walk away. Well, I, I mean, he was a this guy's a professed socialist. I mean, he, he said so in his campaign. I don't think there's any question about it. He was siding up with that candidate for in Georgia, and uh, they were both running as socialists. And uh, in a in a year that everyone thought that Trump was a Russian agent back in 2018, and they thought mm-hmm. they could upset those apple carts in those elections. That's what they thought, and they realized that they couldn't do it. They weren't going to be able to do it. Andrew Gillum, like I said. Again, he, he, he is what the Democrats have been producing for office holders, if you will, for candidates for office holders. He had been producing. This is what the Democrats have been producing for all these years. I mean, they produce people that have these problems. But, you know, <clears throat> this matters more. to it, This doesn't have the same impact. I mean, a Democrat does not have the same. Profane people don't care about the social problems, if you will, of their candidates. Uh Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny, the Republicans, like if, if a Republican, of course, he's not a governor or anything. He's not an elected official. I mean, he's just a citizen, okay? Mm-hmm. As you said, right. your heart goes out to his family. I mean, quite frankly, that's a bad deal. I mean, he's in a hotel room at one o'clock in the morning. I mean, like you said, he's got a lot of explaining to do. But I mean, obviously, his wife was aware of something because he's out at one o'clock in the morning. Let's just cut the comedy. I mean, there's something going on. So we don't know what, what the wife knew or whatever about his about his lifestyle or whatever but whatever the case is we do feel bad for the people that that are victims the real victims of this but make no mistake about it he was a whisker away from being the governor of that state and what's that stacy abrams up there in georgia was another one now she's she's not obviously in the same predicament that gillum is but but she's a socialist these people were portrayed by the media they showed these people in schools hugging kids, talking about education, talking about policy, social policies and whatnot. He supports, as Stacey Abrams supports, felons voting even while they're in jail. I mean, this is they, they want people voting in jail. I mean, this is what you see with these people. And this is what the Democrats have been putting out. And the people of Florida rejected this. But I wanted to, the reason I wanted to talk about this was just to basically say this person who was discovered in a hotel room at one o'clock in the morning with another male companion with baggies of suspected crystal methamphetamine, this person was a was a a whisker away from being the governor of the state of Florida. 
And I want us to understand this as a, as a, as a society. We need to understand, our public needs to understand, that the media can prop people up, and they do it all the time. They're doing it now with Joe Biden. We see it. They're keeping Joe Biden from crowds. They're keeping Joe Biden where he doesn't have to do more than one or two sentences at a time, you know? Now, I mean, mm-hmm. he did okay that debate, but the debate was a low-pressure debate. There wasn't anybody out there. There was just He was just on a TV screen. And if you watch the debate, I mean— I mean, they both declared that they want open borders. They both declared, both Biden and Sanders declared that they wanted to open the borders up on this country. They both said it. So when, when they later come back and say, we're not, not we're no, I don't support open borders. You said you wanted open borders. Don't, you know, let's just cut the comedy, Joe Biden. Let's just cut the comedy. But when you, activists are people that generally can't make it in the private sector and activists then decide that they want to, they're like the artists that can't paint. They're the, they're, they're, they're the business owners who can't make it in business. They're the workers who can't get along with people. They become activists. They run for office. They get into an office position, in the lawmaking position, and then they start, they become selective lawbreakers, and they figure out how they can manipulate the system to get through their activist agenda. This is what we see all the time. Well, folks, look, we're out of time. Thanks, Annette, for being with us. Thanks to all our listeners for tuning in to The Watchman today. Tune in every Saturday right here on AM Radio, 1180 WFYL, for compelling discussion on The Watchman every Saturday afternoon. We're here every week, and we're here because, well, because you listen to us. Thanks for tuning in. Some listen to The Watchman on YouTube, as I do by searching WFYL on the search, and then you can pull up and you see Listen Live. Some just go to the Internet and pull us up on the website and listen live there, 1180WFYL.com. Others listen in the listening area while they're in the listening area. However you choose to listen, thanks for listening. For Annette, I'm Clay Brees. Thanks for being with us today. See you next week on The Watchman. Goodbye for now.